Garfield Japan. What's up, faders? Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Godfit of Japan. I am your host, Johnner. And I'm Tom Tom Tokyo. That's right. And as you find folks know, Godfit of Japan is about two dudes booze. Japan in the news. That's right, Tom. What episode is this? Uh, am I getting this right? Is it 513? 514. 14. Ah, uh, yeah. 14. Last one. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, Tom, I'm glad you're back on the show, man. Welcome back. It's good to see you. Are you wearing a mask now? What's that? Are you finally wearing a mask now? Yeah, because if I, if I don't, my wife won't shut up about it. Oh, good. Good man, man. Good man, man. You're wearing your mask. Oh, man. So you got to upgrade to a gas mask, dude. I mean, a mask, those white masks, psh, man, that's, shit's, that's for the birds. Get a full fucking hazmat suit going on. Do you really? Oh, you should. There you go. Well, Did you see that? They've got a uh, uh, fucking vi- coronavirus porn now where people are like, fucking in full hazmat suits. Are you serious? I'm serious, man. It's just, it's it's got to be seen to believe. Because to be honest, like, you can't even really tell who's who. Well, I mean, I can't because of the positioning, but like, yeah, so some guy will have a girl bent over like railing her and they're basically mostly covered. It's just well, like. Is this what people sit home and jerk off to? I don't. I don't even know anymore. It's the new world, man. But uh, yeah, in Japan, they've been doing pornos for a long time, where girls have been wearing the white mask and shit. Because I mean, that kind of hides their identity. So I mean, they've already had like a whole genre of that for like fucking years and years and years. I think our mutual friend was making some of that shit and putting that shit out. <clears throat> that wouldn't surprise me, man. Yep, I think I've seen some of it too. So. Yeah, man, that's pretty insane. So, yeah, so in the new world, we've got new porn, man. This is great. Wow. And today is declared a state of emergency in Tokyo. Shut down all businesses, but nobody's doing it. There's no fucking steaks. God damn it, dude. The fucking supermarkets are picked clean, man. I went there because I was intending to cook steak for fucking dinner for my wife. And there's, there's like a couple left. and They're all the shit quality. I was like, damn it. Yo, Tom, I said state of emergency, not steak in emergency. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Because you said state, the state of emergency, like the fucking supermarkets are once again picked fucking clean. Yeah. Wait, yo, who told you to buy a bunch of shit before everything went bonkers? Who's the guy that told you? I was like, yo, Tom, you might want to stock up on a little bit of pasta and rice, man. We got we got all that stuff, dude. I'm saying, but like I'm saying I wanted a fucking steak. Yeah, dude. You, you, know, you can only keep steak for like, you know, around for a couple of days before it starts going bad. No, you freeze it. Fresh. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true, but yeah. Yeah, fucking. I mean, yeah. dude, but I mean, I'm envious of you. You've got like the god of refrigerators. You got like an American size refrigerator, dude. Our refrigerator is like, it's like college size. Like our refrigerator is the kind of a refrigerator that you find in a fucking dormitory or a dorm room or something, right? So fucking because the thing is, we just eat food fresh, you know. And we use the refrigerator for like milk beer, shit like that. So fucking your house, dude, you should have so much fucking food in there. We do. They're pretty full, man, actually, to be honest. We got a lot of stuff. I don't want a fucking steak fresh. Not, not any frozen bullshit. Oh, well. Okay, well, good luck on that. Good luck. Well, fucking dude, frozen steak is not that bad. Most of the times when you get a steak, it's frozen unless you get a Kobe beef or Wagyu beef or something. Yeah, well, it's, I don't know. It, it'll be good. It's going to get the Gordon Ramsay treatment, so, yeah. Oh, okay. You're going to start yelling at people. You're going to, like, hit your wife or something. Yo, Gordon, you buddy fucking asshole. Fuck you. Oh, psh, 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 I'm Gordon Ramsay. Now make me a potato. You know, I mean, that guy just goes berserker, man. Nobody watches know, any of those I'm fucking cooking shows. What? I'm aware. I've seen him stuff. See, see, this is the thing. I think he's a complete fucking asshole because I, I was ever on his show. He better have fucking security ready to go because no one speaks to me like that. And I'd fucking knock his teeth in. 
to be honest. But I actually, I, he is a good cook. Like, you know, the way, like some, like his actual cooking stuff where he's not fucking screaming at people. He, he does like show you how to make really good shit. Like easily, you know, with, you know, a certain amount of technique and finesse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they do call him the kitchen Nazi. So I don't know. <laughs> don't work for the kitchen Nazi. <laughs> oh man yeah yeah i would not want well then again i don't even want to go to his restaurant support him and shit because he's such an asshole <laughs> it's like going to mcdonald's the founder of mcdonald's was a complete asshole so i don't go to mcdonald's and that's one of the reasons why you know if somebody treats yeah. their employees like fucking shit i don't go there if somebody's a fucking dick I don't go there. They don't get Johnny's money. Johnny's money goes where the people are good, man. That's why I spend my money at Gamuso, Mitsuya, and Harry Sandwich Company in Harajuku. That's where my money goes because those are good peoples. Yeah, no, I agree with you, man. So, yeah, do spend your money there, you know. Yep, support the good guys. So, uh, Gordon Ramsay, yeah. sorry, you ain't getting any of our money. But if you want to be on the show, we'll, we'll gladly let you be on the show. Probably as kids listen. <laughs> we got a lot of listeners up there in England. Who fucking knows, right? <laughs> huh? I said, who fucking knows, right? Yeah. But then again, you know, it usually skips a generation. So if your dad's a dick, the kids are usually pretty cool, right? That's kind of how it works. Right? Right? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't have kids. <laughs> I don't know. I will let you know when my fucking son grows up. We'll, we'll see whether or not he's an asshole like his father. No, nah, no, nah, dude. I I haven't met your kid in person, but I've seen him online, and uh, seems like a very adorable, cute kid. So I hold him in the highest of light, the brightest of light, in the highest of places. That's where Dano is in my book. All right, man. So, oh, by the way, it is a state of emergency. So, uh, you're okay. You're not gonna take that uh, last plane out of Japan. Wait, the last plane leaving Japan is like what tomorrow? They strongly. Whoa, shit. They strongly recommended that we all fucking leave, basically. And I was like, yeah, no, fuck off. Like, oh, you should all go home. And it's like, bitch, I am home. Well, I don't know. Getting in an airplane is pretty much like committing suicide. They call them like, what were they? What's the nickname? Angels of death? Or what? Are, what what's the term for airplanes? Something of death. Wings of death. Cargo of death. Oh, God, tubes of death. Let's go with angels of death. Yeah, anyway, fucking airplanes these days are angels of death, dude. If you're going to fucking ride an airplane, you are fucking insane. I don't give a fuck if there's nobody in there except for you and five other people. That fucking air is like recycled, dude. You get in there, you're breathing that recycled air. One person fucking sneezes, coughs, or farts, and you are fucked, my friend. So do not get in an airplane. Wherever you are right now, don't leave stay besides fucking a lot of us in japan aren't fucking tourists or fucking like one-year english teachers or some shit like that i mean fucking i've been here for almost 20 years dude i mean shit i mean i've been paying taxes for 20 years dude <laughs> yeah man no i agree with you 100 because like geez like fuck it dude my, my understanding america is getting hammered harder than japan is anyway and i'm just like you know what i ain't fucking leave my wife and kid behind because my, my wife specifically asked about that She's like, oh, you know, America went rah, 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 because she's watching the news. And I, let, I was like, so, like, so what are you going to do? I was like, I'm fucking going nowhere. Yeah, right. I ain't, I ain't leaving my wife and kid behind. Because you're not a dick. You're an asshole. It's completely different. <laughs> yeah, completely. Big difference, right? Big difference. No, no. But, uh, yeah, I ain't leaving, man. Fuck no. Oh, Jesus. Could you imagine? Dude, if I went back to the States, I'd have no money. I'd be fucking homeless. I'd be living with my family for like a week before they kicked me out and shit. I'd be like... Great. Thanks. Uh, now, uh, wait, I don't have health insurance. Uh, what do I do? <laughs> I don't know, man. You can be one of those homeless artists who's like, you know, does fucking street portraits or sketch art but with no fucking customers because nobody wants to go out. I know, right? Yeah. So what's the point of going anywhere? Jeez Louise. So yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks, Embassy, for having our backs again. Yeah, you, you've always done a great job. Thanks. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Every time I went there, they always gave me shit. I was like, oh, after the earthquake, we had to go there to get the uh, iodine pills, right? So they announced, come to the embassy to get your iodine pills. I go there and shit two days after they fucking announced it. They're like, oh, yeah, they're all gone. But don't worry, you should be okay. I'm like, what the fuck? Anyway, the pink elephant got in the room again. Fucking get out of here, pink elephant. Let's fucking get on to today's show, yo. So, Tommy. Yes. So today we got a special episode. Uh, we're going to learn about Spider-Man, right? Not no no not Spider Man Supido Man Supido Man Supido Man 
Supida, Supida Man. Supida Man, the man with the plan. All right, so, okay, break down Supida Man, and then let's get into this shit. Okay, he's basically uh, Supida Man, or Japanese Spider-Man, whatever you want to call it. What do you want to call him? But, like, I got the fucking skinny on it, dude. It's fucking nine pages of me fucking researching the shit out of this. Good. So let's get into it. Yeah. Okay. So actually, we're, okay, we're going to open it up with a little bit of a quiz. So here's some here's some terms. Like, uh, how do I say this? If you don't know some of these terms, then don't feel bad. This is very much like otaku niche kind of words. But, like, Sean would know them. But mm. I don't think, Johnny, maybe you do. But I'm, I'm going to be like, how do you say it wouldn't be authentic if I wasn't using these words, but I don't want to be a dick and talk over everybody's heads. So I got I got a fun little quiz for you for this. Johnny. Okay, let's rock and roll. Okay, uh, Game on. first first word. What does henshin mean? Like henshin tiger. Uh, that's hanshin. Oh, oh, then I, I don't know. I have uh, henshin. So henshin. Okay, wait. Is any henshin. of this related to sex? No, that would be hentai. No, I know what hentai means, but I, I, I thought henching might relate. I, okay. Um, henching, henching, henching. Okay, so, all right, let's uh, go. There's Spider-Man. There's manga. There's anime. And so the henching has to be somehow a part of that. So henching yes. is going to be a, a form of manga, an action manga that is related to American comics. True or false? It's interesting. In, uh, false. It's interesting that you use the word form because it means like for, uh, change, metamorphosize. So like, you know, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, they go, it's Morphin time. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like the, the change superheroes. So I'll be using that term a lot. Like Voltron. No, no, no. Vol- Voltron, like Voltron, like changes he combines. We're talking about like, you know, they, they do the fucking instant costume change where they're like, you know, become a superhero. Oh, OK. All right. All I right. Like kind of like Morphin Clark Power Kent Rangers, and right? Superman. Yeah. Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Okay. Got it. Okay, yeah, that's that's completely different because, like, you know, fucking Clark Kent's always uh, fucking Superman, whether he's wearing the costume or not. Same with Spider-Man. But these guys, like, have an actual, like, you know, change thingy. Oh, so it's like being bitten by the spider and then morphing into Spider-Man. Yeah, but it's like an on-off switch, you know, because, like, how to say, uh, okay, the fucking Hulk. There you go. There's oh, better. Okay, got it. All right, now I got he's, it. Now he's I got, got an alter ego, right? Okay, cool. Same with these dudes. Don't okay. get him angry. Yeah, don't get them angry. Uh, next one up, kaiju. Kaiju, kaiju, kaiju. It sounds like an action term. So if somebody's kaijuing, it's probably like kaiju sudo. Okay, I'm going to say, I do not know what it means, but I'm going to go on a limb. Uh, kaiju means to fight. Uh, you're close. It's uh, Kaiju is like the giant creatures, so like Godzilla and Mothra and all those. Oh. I was way off. Okay. All right. Next one. Okay. Next one. Next one will be a little bit easier. Uh, next one is common writer. Okay. Common writer are those, um, they're like the insect characters that ride motorcycles and they fight crime. They're from the 1960s. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty much. Uh, co- common means mask and writer is obviously for the motorcycle, but say, yeah, it's the superheroes on motorcycles. They're usually kind of intertwined in the genre. And yeah, you, you are correct though. They're often insect theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those guys are cool. Okay, next one up is Sentai. Sentai, does that Sentai? God, I wish I could look at the kanji. Um, Sentai, Sentai shita, Sentai sudo. That you know, that could also be a verb. Um, Sentai. I'll give you a hint. These are all these are all nouns. They're all nouns. Fuck. All right, Sentai. I'm gonna go for. I'm gonna go for broke. Sentai means a bad guy. Mm, close man i gave i specifically gave this one to you last time but no it's sometimes the, like the mighty morphin power rangers the genre like oh, that is, is no- the genre yeah like sentai superheroes okay so sentai means superhero but it's the genre like the mighty morphin power rangers or the teenage mutant ninja turtles got it good next i, would, I wouldn't say it's teenage mutant ninja Turtles. no it's it's like the fucking you know the power rangers basically yeah okay all right okay last one Tokusatsu. 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 Can I call my lifeline? Sure. Mrs. Oh, she's listening to music. Fuck. Uh, Tokusatsu. I'm going to say tokusatsu is a style of combat. 
Uh, you're close. Okay, it's Toku. Th- think Tokubitsu, which means special. So Tokusatsu is a special effects, but it usually means these type of shows that have special effects, like sci-fi. Mm. Usually off budget. God okay? damn it! So I was like at least forty percent correct on every single question. You had some hints. You were you maybe kind of coming around the corner. You were yeah, but thirty. Okay, so Can, you that's, give me 30? That's sort of... Can I go for thirty? <laughs> Are we negotiating? Uh, give me thirty percent. Come on, man. I maybe 20, and that's being generous. All right, I'll go for 20. I was 20% correct. All right, that means I was correct technically, but only 20%. All right, cool. I aced it. <laughs> All right. Okay, you ready? Yep, let's do this shit. Here we go. Actually, be- actually, before you do that, Johnny, hold up your glass. Okay, Give me yeah, cheers. Okay, whiskey. Kampai. There we go, brah. Faders and Kampai mm. to you, too. This is a special episode. And actually, we're day fading. Right. It's fucking two o'clock in the afternoon. All right. Uh, here we go. Sue Spider-Man, otherwise known as Japanese Spider-Man, occupies a strange niche in pop culture. Although the character isn't widely known, and he's, he's not totally obscure either, and with the current popularity of Marvel Comics, uh, MCU, and TV adaptations, let's take a deeper look at this uniquely zany character. Okay, now I'm quite, I'm well aware that quite a few English speakers have covered this character in either yard, uh, articles or YouTube videos, and many of them have done a very good job. But when I started researching this character, what I didn't see a lot of was the how and why this character came about and what exactly was going on at the time when this character was conceived. So be prepared to get background heavy in a way that's rarely, if ever, been covered anywhere else. So without further ado, let's head let's dive headfirst into this. Cool. Yeah. In the beginning, there was a man, and not just any man, a very superhero, superhero Spider-Man, known as Spider-Man, and the, ma- the man in Japan, and it is a result of a three-year licensing agree- agreement between Toei and Marvel. Toei, you might know, is the company that makes practically everything from movies and TV in Japan, up to and including Godzilla. This special agreement between the two companies allowed them to use each other's properties in literally any way they wanted. Wow. This kids is yeah. This kids is what's known as foreshadowing, and from here you may or may not be able to take a wild guess how as to where this is going to go. I got an idea. You got an idea? I'm gonna hold it. Cat's got my tongue. Fine. Read on. All right. Well, it's pretty obvious what Toei did with Marvel's characters. Marvel kind of well, let's maybe just say that Marvel didn't get the best out of this deal. They published some of their manga, which just didn't sell all that well as a result of it being way different from American comics. They also mm, published some comics that featured various giant mechs from some of the Toei properties and some toys specifically of the action figure variety. Oh, yeah. And did I mention Godzilla? Because there's always a Godzilla. Marvel's had a weird relationship with the radioactive lizard as he's been appearing in the comics for literally decades, even at times when they didn't have the rights to him. A kaiju that suspiciously resembles him has uh, often popped up from time to time to wreck cities and fight Ironman, while sport, uh, supporting uh, sporting gener- generic names such as the giant radioactive lizard or some such nonsense. Wait, question. <clears throat> so wait, yeah. you're saying that Marvel in America and in Western countries, they actually made magazines or comic books about uh, Godzilla and they changed it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, so like they they've they've had the rights like off and on depending on like them and Toei getting along, but like how do you say they didn't kind of want to let the character go, and he's kind of a I don't know I guess for the time he's kind of a generic good bad guy for Iron. He's I think he's primarily an Iron Man foe for him to fight. So I might so they just have like yeah Iron Man fought Godzilla. Yeah, several times. Holy shit! I didn't know that Godzilla was in the Marvel universe. Yeah, he is. He totally is. He, he doesn't. He doesn't show up uh, that often anymore. But he used to be like ah, once in a while. I guess once in a while, like uh, how do you say? When, when writers couldn't come up with anything better, they just like they're like ah, screw it. We'll just have Iron Man fight Godzilla. Fuck it. He'll show up like a city. Iron <laughs> Man will see. Okay, gotcha. All right, now all right. I'm up to speed. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's it's not uncommon. Like if if you look back in the '60s and '70s when like Iron Man was an older character. He regularly fought, like, you know, giant mechs and fucking dragons and shit like that. So it's not, like, uncommon. All right, crazy. Crazy. All right, go for it, dude. 
Okay. All right. Continuing on. Uh, okay. So maybe this deal wasn't what Marvel ha- had hoped it to be, but if the TV series did well, then Marvel could easily slap some bad dubbing on it and air it right uh, alongside other after-school's TV programs, couldn't they? That's what Marvel had been, been gunning for from the beginning, right? Prior to this, Marvel had been aggressively posturing to bring their heroes to either the big screen or the small screen. As they had previously produced an Incredible Hulk series originally airing in November of 1977, which, despite being a bit of a departure from the comics, is still fondly remembered. The rest of their outings, not so much. After that, we've got a direct-to-TV Doctor Strange movie in 1978, which which is widely regarded as crap on a stick. But at least it had one. At least it had the good sense to abracadabra itself into obscurity. Less obscure are two uh, direct-to-TV movies of Captain America, which are legendarily bad and have managed to cement themselves as some of the worst comic book adaptations ever. Hey, Johnny, have you, have you heard of any of these, the Captain American movies specifically <clears throat> from the nineteen sixties? Uh, yeah, late uh, late seventies. It would have been. Um, I remember the early 80s, uh, Spider-Man, and of course I know the Batman and Robin from the 1950s, uh, Superman from the 1940s, along with a Long Ranger, I guess he was still part of the Marvel Universe, but he wasn't really a superhero. Um, yeah, um, regarding, like, Marvel and DC, yeah, that's what I remember when I was a kid. Yeah, but, yeah, if, if, you, if you've seen these movies, like, there's two direct-to-TV movies, and they were bad. Directed TV in the 1970s. Bad. God, that must have been really fucking bad. They were bad. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, it should also be mentioned that this is a rather t- tumultuous time for comics, as also in, in 79, D- DC experienced an implosion that caused them to cancel quite a few titles with little or no warning. Some drastic measures were called for across the board for all companies, and it was time to think outside the box. So if comic book companies wanted to stay relevant and adapt to the changing times, they would have to get with it. So where does does our boy, the wall crawler, fit into all this? Well, curiously enough, this wasn't his first rodeo. In 77 and 78, CBS had been sporadically showing a TV show called The Amazing Spider-Man TV Series to replace other failed programs. Despite grabbing good ratings and having a decent following, it was never taken seriously by CBS and was canceled after a mere 13 episodes. And I'm sorry, man, I I hated this series. It was fucking crap. It was garbage. I saw one episode and was like, no. Wait, is that around the same time when they had the, what was it called? The America's Greatest Hero? Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. I'm flying through New York and D.C. Remember that? It's like the guy with like uh, the, I, the blonde dr- Jerry Curl. So. Kind of- no, no. No, I know what you're talking about, but like, uh, I think so. This is around the t- same time. Like, yeah, that didn't factor in my research, but uh, it's around the same time. Okay. Great show. Yeah. Great show. You know, he died in the final episode. Yeah, I believe so. I, I think I saw, I, I don't know. I don't know if I saw all that series. I think I caught a few, the odd episode here and there. I'm not sure if he died. I'm just bullshitting. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> and he died. <laughs> series <laughs> uh you know what I, I bet on netflix you could probably watch that wouldn't like, surprise me netflix seems to have damn near anything remember like it was it was the weirdest fucking show it's like this guy he's like this average joe kind of a loser kind of like peter parker and um anyway some aliens show up and they're like hey put on this suit and he put on the suit and he became like a superhero but the thing was you know when peter parker became spider-man he he basically he got uh, he got a lot of muscles he uh developed flexibility i mean it made him into like a badass like captain america and all the other guys right but like the cool thing about the suit the greatest american hero was this guy now he can fly but he's so uncoordinated where he's like crashing into things and stuff and he he still can't talk to girls and stuff so he's just a loser with like superpowers that he can't control Mm. it's pretty fucking funny though right but yeah it's a a pretty funny show yeah okay anyway oh i I haven't seen it since i was like fucking like eight years old regardless okay carry on tom carry on so anyway, Toei's got this uh, sweet, sweet licensing deal with a bunch of new and exciting characters. And unlike Marvel, they have practically infinite more, infinitely more experience and talent at producing TV shows. But how, do they, how could they make it for a win-win for everybody involved? Well, slightly ahead of our superhero, they released Battle Fever J, which was said to be inspired by Captain America, which begged the question, 
what if every country had their own uh, captain as part of an international super team you j- with just, you know, more Sentai and mechs that fought giant monsters? Not really anywhere near the original character, but sure, whatever. That's one example, w- one of the properties they used. Uh, the original idea was to make Spider-Man, or sorry, to take Spider-Man and make him a supporting character as part of a previously scrapped idea for a TV series that featured legendary sa- samurai Takeru Yamato, who had been time warped into the present by an evil sorceress and had to go on an epic quest to get back to his own timeline and save his people. How could this go wrong? The real treat was that the key members of the cast and crew would be imported from the previously mentioned uh, American TV series would have had some creative control and input in hopes of counterbalancing each other out to make the series with a broad appeal to both regions as it would specifically, or, or sorry, so it would hopefully be a mega hit in both countries and launch several spinoffs for, uh, first of course, which would be, would be for Spider-Man and with any luck, luck uh, characters from other franchises would join up at a later date. Sounds like a fantastic idea on paper, doesn't it? Yeah. Now, yeah. Yeah, right? Could have been downright revolutionary or, you know, an epic failure. Either way, the world w- was denied such a series. That much, that, yeah, that much is what we know. But I think the more interesting question is why, as to why it never appear- materialized. Again, this is mostly based on my own conjecture and theories and, and some research and rumors. But apparently the real reason is that pretty much everybody at Marvel thought the idea was just plain dumb and didn't want anything to do with it. Stanley did later go on to uh, go on the record for praising this series, but come on, this is the same guy who put his name on all the fucking stupid, dumb ideas that other people had, such as Stripperella, the superhero stripper voiced by Pamela Anderson, which was a short, very short-lived and critically panned series for obvious reasons. Pretty much everyone around the Marvel office stated that the only reason this project ever got the go-ahead was because they they were basically interested in generating revenue so Marvel could go after other projects. So again, rumor has it that with no support from the American side of the project, the budget went from uh, sorry the show went from a planned A-budget TV series that had the potential to become an international hit to um now what. Well, let's just try and not have it be an epic failure. So we'll just stick stick to what what, I, what it is we know is Japanese, and we'll hire, we'll put whatever rejects we haven't got around to firing yet to make it on and may, have make it on a shoestring budget. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Everything. Everything. Well, for starters, a lot of it actually went well, possibly because it was a right time, right place sort of thing. This is actually a very early attempt at the whole common writer Sentai genre, not just for toy, but in general. And obviously, this genre would later go on to have an endearing and long-lasting popularity. But when I say that this series is literally as Japanese as possible, I don't just mean that he, he ticks off a couple of tropes of the genre boxes, such as instant costume change and uses a mech to fight giant space monsters. When I say this is the most Japanese thing uh this is the most amazingly Japanese thing uh, possible. I mean, even the emperor himself would probably tell the, these guys to pump the brakes and eat a little bit less sushi. The show is, quite simply put, a full-on acid trip of Japanese insanity. The What I talked about before is basically based on rumors and conjecture and spe- speculation, but I, I assure you that not a word of the plot deals or any other uh, detail mentioned hereafter in the series is in any way made up. So, ready? Ready. So, let's hop to it. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, also known as the Iron Cross Killer, the Spider, the Invincible Man, the Man with Burning Passion, and my obvious favorite, an Emissary of Hell. The Iron Cross Killer? Dude, that sounds a little bit too much 1942, dude. I think so. I know so, dude. That sounds fucking bad, dude. That's like fucking Doctor. Wait, is he a good guy or a bad guy? No, he's obviously he's a good guy. He's Spider Man. Oh shit! The Iron Cross Killer. <laughs> Who's gonna save the day? <laughs> okay, believe it or not, of all all, all those uh, name, nicknames I mentioned that he's got, that actually the one actually make, makes the most sense, and like you'll see why as I read on. Okay, read on. Read yeah. on. So one day, dashing bad boy daredevil and motorcycle enthusiast Takuya Yamashiro sees a UFO crash and thinks that it would be really rad to check it out. His father, 
was obviously a space archaeologist, is already on the case, though, but is killed when he finds the spaceship. While checking all this out, Takuya stumbles upon uh, uh, Gadia, the last surviving member of Planet Spider, who has been fatally wounded in the crash. Garia just is just like, screw it, and injects Takuya with some of his blood and gifts him with some rad alien tech and changes him and charges him with carrying on his legacy because, you know, the first person you encounter in a, on an alien planet is always the best choice, right? Always. Always. What's his legacy, you might ask? Well, he had been searching for the evil Professor Monster and his, uh, here we go, and his evil Iron Cross army when he crashed on Earth. Of course, Professor Monster destroyed Planet Spider in his bid to rule the universe, and this, of course, causes him to come to Earth to find the last one with the spider blood and tech because he can't take over the universe until he's out of the way for, I don't know, reasons. As you can probably guess now, right now, the series is pretty much cookie-cutter for the genre, up to and including it being completely formulaic of Professor Monster and his very hot lady henchwoman, the Amazonas, who also has a penchant for wearing very skimpy outfits, do something evil to advance the, their agenda. Soup Spider-Man opposes them and their thugs. They fight, and then Professor then sends a monster, which Spider-Man beats up until it grows big, and of course he summons his trusty mech, Leopardon. Whoa! Yeah. He's got a mech. You, you knew it was going to go there, right? Of course. Japan! Yeah. So... Also, Takuya is a normal dude with a love interest and acts like a complete buffoon in public, especially when there's danger only to step around the corner and quick change to hero it up. I find this especially curious. He's an actual motocross racer, and those guys are ballsy as hell. True. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I, Oh, yeah, and on a side note, he also cruises... When he's not cruising around on his motorbike or his, space, his spaceship called the Marveler, He's also taking a sweet bike for a ride and his sweet mech, Leopardon. What? So it's called the Marveler. Wait, so Marvel didn't have a trademark on the Marveler? <laughs> they love to sue people, you know. <laughs> uh, no, as I mentioned before, during this period, like, they had the rights to use any and all their properties. And it's just called that, I, I, I don't know, maybe I guess as a nod to Marvel. Oh, wow. So it's kind of like an umbrella clause. So they basically they can use anything they want. All right, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, so that, that, that's where the, the, the whole legal thing agreed. So this is why it gets weird. <laughs> it's already weird, but I love it. It's, it's It doesn't get better. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, curious enough, as is common in the genre, the mech Leopardon has a ton of different weapons that always seem pretty awesome, but never really seem to get the job quite done. He's got a part of his helmet that's a projectile, standard energy beams, missiles, and detachable fist rockets, which I always thought were really dope. Mm. Yeah. However, since all these pretty much suck in an actual fight, he's always forced to summon his sword, a plot device that, no joke, is able to one-shot any enemy, including the one from the movie that they spent over an hour and a half building up and Professor Monster in the final episode, and he's the main antagonist for the entire series. One wonders why he doesn't just Summon the sword straight away, vanquish the monster, and then kick back and drink some spider beer. Yeah, why not? Yeah, right? That's what I do. I'd be like, oh shit, a monster sword, pink. <laughs> beer. Or in my yeah. case, whiskey. And speaking of spider beer, the actor's odd spider movements are actually one of the main draws for the series. No, he's not drunk, but I think the viewer being drunk might make them more gullible and as to believing that this is an actual Spider-Man. Personally, I think the strange spider movements he makes are kind of cool, and they're, they're quite fitting with his kind of offbeat character, but I cannot emphasize enough that this guy is, is almost a drunk parody of Spider-Man with some strange buggy movements. Oh, man. So it's like the spider-drunken master, right? Yeah, that's actually, yeah, it's sort of like, I don't know, spider food drunken fighting style. Killer. It, it got it got a lot of praise, man. If you haven't seen it, dude, just uh, pop up a YouTube clip or two of this cuz it's it's pretty it's is interesting. Dude, let's put this on Facebook, dude. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh okay. Uh but this of course is obviously not aged terribly well. And, of course, we also have our standard plenty of wall crawling and web shooting thingies, which kind of mimic the original. On the flip side, he does have the spider sense, which could be best described as a hack writer's going, meh, spider sense it to advance the plot. Hmm. 
The series ran for a whopping 41 episodes plus a movie and over the course of just 10 months and have and, and uh, such episodes have delightful titles such as Beautiful Hit Tune, Song Dancing Murder Rock, To the Love Academy of Homeless Children, and There Is No Child Taking Detective of Tomorrow. These just roll off the tongue. This is great. What was the last one? Uh, there is no child taking detective of tomorrow. There is no child taking detective of tomorrow, dude. That is gonna be the saying on my neck, or fucking I don't know. That's gonna be the fucking next tattoo I get. <laughs> I know, pretty awesome, right? I, I, I like the first one, fearful hit tune, song dancing, murder rock. Oh, dude, that's pretty hardcore. Yeah, if this took place in the eighties, that's probably crack. <laughs> Wow, remember, it wasn't, it wasn't quite the 80s. It was the late 70s, but yeah. Oh, man. That's insane, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So were these titles in English or in Japanese and then translated into English? Oh, of course they were in Japanese originally and just horribly translated. Okay, awesome. I love the horrible translations when it comes to movies, dude. They got some of the best. Oh, me too, dude. I, I know I know. a lot of people get pissed off about it, but I'm like, why? This, this is just funny. It is pretty funny. Sometimes it is pretty funny. Yeah, for for me, it's just one of those things that, like, it's so bad, it goes in one end, comes out the other, and becomes good. Yeah, sometimes things that are so bad are, like, the best thing ever. Like the movie Troll 2, man. The Troll 2 has been nominated a million times as being, like, the worst movie in history, but that's what makes it so great. Also, The Room, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't seen The Room, but I saw Troll 2 when I was a kid, and, like, yeah, exactly. I thought it was, like, fucking awesome because same thing it was so bad it went in one and came out the other and became good oh god yeah dude fucking you remember the movie critters you watch critters right those were awesome i love those fucking movies yeah those are pretty sweet critters are great it's kind of a gremlins knockoff but still is all right you know i think the gremlins were definitely a gremlins knockoff but it was like the r-rated horror version you know what i think i think the gremlins fucking like lit the match that started the inferno of like little creature like scary movies in the 1980s i mean you had fucking ghoulies you had critters you had fucking all sorts of other like little like b movies and c movies and shit that are out there and stuff but it all started with gremlins because before gremlins what'd you have you had zombies that was it yeah zombies or in this case like if you want to go back further in there you had the fucking kaiju the giant monsters ah the kaiju but those guys are big these guys are small Exactly, that's what I'm saying. So, yes, yeah, Steven Spielberg was like, "What if we shrunk them down?" Nah. Like a- <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big no, no. monsters, fuck that. Little monsters, they can cause a little bit more havoc in a different way. Yeah, dude, no, no, I agree with you, man. The critters was absolutely fucking dope. So were uh, fucking ghoulies you mentioned earlier. Yeah, those I loved those when I was a kid, man. They had fucking dolls and all those other ones and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, fucking that a lot of shit. Fucking Cujo. Then again, Cujo is just a dog. Cujo! Yeah, but Cujo is based off a Stephen King novel. It's slightly different. That's true. Yeah, you can't fuck with the king. All right, man, read on. All right. Uh, okay, there you go. So the series, uh, and I'm popping over another beer. Sure. Oh, I should probably get more whiskey. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So the series ran for a whopping 41 episodes plus a movie. And over the course of just 10 months, they had, okay, delightful times. We re- read that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay. Furthermore. Also, if you're wondering how they could crap out that many 30 minute episodes along with a full feature length movie, then you are woefully unfamiliar with this genre as they tend to recycle a large part of the footage in every episode. The obvious one is the costume change that, ooh boy, if you haven't seen this, then you have to see it for yourself. So Takuya just touches his uh, watch. He's got a spider device. And basically, like, the costume shoots out in this weird kind of 2D way. Like, it's been stuffed with, like, cardboard and just zipped by with fishing line. It's weird. Are you serious? Dude, that sounds so fucking awesome. <laughs> Dude, that's great. And, and, and then it cuts to him. All of a sudden, he's in, like, full costume. And then he does, like, a couple kind of badass action poses in a generic background then just cut back to the show oh that's great dude i gotta get that app of my watch dude yeah there you go man yeah it'd be really awesome you have, you have like uh how do you say like i don't know like a fucking suit you just like push a button all of a sudden like you know you can wear whatever your jeans and t-shirt when it's like oh shit i got a job interview oh, time for work and you, all of a sudden you just fucking suit it up oh shit dude well man the future the future looks bright dude maybe <laughs> It's just so bright, we all got to wear sunglasses, right? Well, they call them shades, but yeah. 
<coughs> All right, dude, read on, man. I'm fucking loving this. I'm loving this, man. What's going on next? Yeah. Although that is nothing compared to the amount of footage they started re- uh, re- they recycled for the mech versus kaiju fights. Now, for anyone familiar with the genre, it's pretty far for course for Sentai or common Rider shows to recycle a lot of footage as they are typically very low-budget affairs and they have to crap out a ton of episodes in a short amount of time to stay relevant. Mm. This much is true. But this show is likely the biggest offender as ha- about halfway through... Th- I mean, no way am I making this up. About halfway through the production, the mech suit was stolen and the producers lacking both the time and resources to replace it just quite literally recycled all the stock footage with the kaiju spliced in for the rest of the series. Are you fucking serious? So it's kind of like a, a Flintstone cartoon where like the background was like the same thing again and again and again and again and again. Like when they're running or driving a car and stuff, it's just it's just repeated and repeated and repeated. They did the same thing with footage of him in his fucking uh, his jet or whatever. Yeah, I'm dead oh. serious. That's hysterical, dude. That's great. Oh, dude, I got I got to watch these. I got to watch Subitaman. That's what I'm going to do today. I got nothing to do today or tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not even to the best part, okay? So also, and this suit was stolen. This is true. We know it was stolen. Also, there's a rumor floating around that Marvel Comics actually was behind the theft of the suit as they they saw the series and weren't exactly impressed what the, with what they saw and they wanted to put it into it as because they thought it might damage their credibility for future adaptations of their beloved property. Oh, Although man. I cannot, I cannot overstate enough that, 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 that is a rumor that is a rumor with no, like, facts behind it, but, like, yeah, that's what I've read. Dude, it doesn't have legs, but the thing is, I could totally see 1979 Stan the Man Lee fucking parachuting into Tokyo and shit, or maybe using, like, a fucking rope like they did in fucking Predator. He fucking, like, gums down and shit from a helicopter, kicks in a door and shit, sprays bullets and, like, kills, like, a bunch of fucking, like, security guards, runs in, takes the fucking mech, gets the fuck out of there, blows a whistle, and somehow just disappears into the mist and, like comes back back in like New York or Hollywood or something and there he's there and he's like fuck you Marvel Japan we're not going to be friends for another 40 years and now they're friends pretty much yeah I'll get to some of that later too there's there's a lot going on here okay okay so I've just spent uh, several pages ranting about about an obscure series that's slightly older than me but still the truth I actually kind of respect it got it I thought that yeah I thought that Sentai heroes were rad as hell when I was a kid but now that I'm an adult, you just tend to view things a little bit differently through a different sort of lens, as they say. Regardless of my personal opinion, the series did achieve a certain amount of success in its day, but never really any lasting popularity, at least in Japan, as, a sh- as shortly thereafter the rights reverted back to Marvel and Toy didn't really feel like forking out the cash for the VHS distribution rights. At least not on a grander scale. There was a very limited edition run of an officially licensed tape that includes three episodes in the movie. So there's that, and there's some lightly dusty old tapes, dusty old copies of copies languishing in bargain bins in some back alley of Akihabara next to the tentacle porn. We got to get those, man. We got to get our hands on those fucking things. There's clips on YouTube, as you said, right? Uh, actually, if you want to watch the series, like, I read this online and I and I didn't actually think to confirm it, but apparently if you go on Marvel's website, since they do have this the rights to the series and it's old, apparently you can go on their website and watch all the episodes. No shit. I'm gonna fucking see if it's on YouTube right now. How do you spell it? I, 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 not on YouTube, on, on Marvel's official website. Okay, like again, I read that online, but I didn't actually confirm it, so I can't say hundred percent, but that that's what one or at least one or two sources said. All right, is it Supiderman? Is it S-U-P-I-D-E-R-M-A-N? How do they spell it? Um, Spider-Man, S-U-P-A-I-D-A-Man. Spider-Man, here we go. Or you can just put Japanese Spider-Man in there. Oh, shit. Oh, Honest Trailers, Japanese one-man opening, Supiderman. This is like a trailer. Dude, yeah, if if if, uh, if you don't know Honest Trailers, man, they're fucking awesome, man. Like, check that out. That'll give you a good crash course. So, like, Honest Trailers is honestly one of my favorite YouTube channels, and they they basically take movies and they just basically make fun of them, or TV series sometimes too. Yeah, they they rip into them. They're funny. Yeah. Okay, what I got right here. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. I got a clip of Sue Bite a Man. Whoa, it's actually better than what I thought. I thought it was going to be more of like the Bollywood version. 
<laughs> the Bollywood version is not that bad. It's not that bad. Oh, the Bollywood version, dude. All of a sudden, he fucking beats up all the bad guys, and they start fucking disco dancing and shit, which is actually pretty cool in itself. Okay, cool. I got it right here. I'm going to fucking add it to the Facebook page as we speak. Dude, is there anything else? Is that it? No, 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 man. Like, uh, yeah, I got a little bit more. There's some more material. Hook me up, dude. I'm loving this. Okay. Uh, nevertheless, there has been a recent re- resurgence in. Hold on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nevertheless, there has been a recent resurgence in the show's popularity, given that both Marvel Comics and Japanese anything have achieved a monumental mainstream popularity. And it only seems inevitable that in the age of the internet, someone was bound to stumble upon it and start asking the sort of questions that would attract other like-minded individuals. The show does have a, a ho-hum 6.3 rating on IMDb, but on Google, it's a whopping 85% approval rating. And a quick search of the series reviews turns up glowing, a lot of glowing 10 out of 10 reviews full of fanboys practically creaming themselves to praise the show to the moon and back. I highly suspect that most of these types are pretty much the ones that are predisposed to love this certain niche genre. But hey, no judgment here, as I've long been a fan of similar stuff. Nice. Quite possibly this for this reason, Marvel Comics has decided to lean into an obvious fan base, and both Takuya and Leopardon have appeared in various Spider-Verse storylines since 2015 that are quite reminiscent of the recent uh, Into the Spiders Spider-Verse 3D movie that was a smash hit. In the comics, Takuya was recruited by the Into the Spider Army, but the uh, Mech was uh, uh, but his Mech Leopardon was easily destroyed by Solus's cosmic power. Lady uh, later, Lady Spider and Spider-Man 2099 rebuilt it with some nuclear upgrades to, and it later ma- made another appearance in the final battle against the Inheritors. After which, it returned home with Takuya to its uh, native Earth, five one seven seven eight. Damn. It's also hinted. It's also hinted that Leo Pardon will return in the future and will play a key role of things to come. You know what? A part of me wants them to remake this. But another part of me is just like, you know what? They should just release everything on fucking on YouTube and all over the internet just so everybody can enjoy the classics. Because I think it's so old and so cheesy. And that's kind of like the beauty of it, which makes it special and interesting and kind of cool and retro, of course. You know, if they try to make something new, look old, they never, ever do a good job. Very rarely are they successful in that. I mean, Black Dynamite was awesome and fucking what else was fucking cool recently? No, that might have been it. Uh Oh, wait, Quentin Tarantino's like 1970s fucking uh, Saturday Night Movies. Those were kind of cool, too. But I mean, very few people can make fucking new shit look old and be that fucking cool. You know what I'm saying? I think I think Quentin Tarantino. Okay, one, he's he's an artist and a visionary. And two, like his like his a lot of his movies are very 70s homage. Yeah, kind of. So he does and he doesn't try to do it. Like, I don't know. He, 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 He he. it's a balancing act that he does really well. And also, again, we're talking about Tarantino. I think it's kind of his specialty. Yeah, the guy's a genius, man. I'll give him that. The guy's fucking spot on. I'm, every movie he's done has been great. I I, can't, I don't know one movie that sucked. Yeah, they're all good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. Some are better than others, but uh, yeah. Um, real quick, almost almost to the end of this. Let's uh, Let me just finish this up and we can talk about something else. Okay, yeah, dude, fucking continue, man. Yeah, fucking take the safety belt off, man. Almost. uh, Okay, yeah, two more short paragraphs. Okay, that's interesting and all, but for a really big splash, uh, the Mighty Mech almost appeared in the movie adaptation for Ready Player One. Oh. He's actually the Yeah. He's actually the mech that the main protagonist pilots at the end of the original novel. However, due to licensing rights, they actually had to swap him out for the Iron Giant. Oh shit! Well, the Iron Giant was still pretty cool. Good movie, by the way. It was. It was pretty cool, but like, I think this would have been much cooler. But a lot of people wouldn't have got it, though. Iron Giant, everybody knows that shit. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay. Uh, and as to other future appearances, a lot of fans have been clamoring for both the hero and the mech to appear in this sequel to Into the Spider-Verse 2, due out in 2022. 
And even some of the creators have mentioned that they'd like to include the character. But since the movie's uh, movie's a ways off and it's yet to be seen, although given to given popular fan demand, it's likely that we haven't seen the last of Spider Man or his oh, trusty part on. Shit! Yeah, dude. Fucking, they got. Well, I don't know. Like I just said, I don't know. They might just drop the ball. What they should do is they should take all the old shows and the movie and just re-release them. And I think they'd be fucking solid gold at the box office, man. I think they'd be fantastic. I would definitely pay money. Once this fucking pandemic bullshit is over, I would be there right first in line checking this shit out. How about you? That's pretty cool, man. Like, uh, yeah, I do plan on like, because uh, I only like saw like bits and pieces of the show. I do definitely plan on going back and like watching it now. And I feel like I almost have to because I, I spent fucking nine pages ranting about this shit. No, dude, that was fucking beautiful, man. It was almost like poetry, dude. You did a great job on this, dude. I'm quite impressed, dude. And um, yeah, it's it's very rare that I'm more drunk than you during a show. But, <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, well, you've gotta... I, I was doing I was doing the reading. You was doing the drinking, buddy. Yeah, two dudes, boots, uh, Japan in the news. That's for sure. Are you in Harajuku with some out of town friends or your family or significant others? Yeah. Do you want to chill and drink beer and eat sandwiches while your friends overpay for glitter unicorn socks? Yeah. And the flavor's gonna make you complete. At Harry's Sandwich Company. So come on down to Harry's Sandwich Company in the heart of Harajuku, right off Takeshita Street. See you there! If you're going to get your fit on, you got to get your fit on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Palmade is the number one badass palmade, and I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing ghost town pomade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good, it looks good, and it feels good. Ghost town pomade, badass pomade. And let me tell you one thing, it comes in a lid. That's pretty badass. This whole world is so nerfed up these days. Everything is plastic and pink, but not ghost town pomade. This stuff is a man's pomade, and it is hardcore. It's so hardcore, it's from Oakland, California. Oakland, California, that's right. Ghost Town Palmade. Get your fade on in style. Proper. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right. Over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need. And of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya, about five-minute walk from the station. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? Got Faded Japan has got a new sponsor. Our new sponsor is Gamuso Bar, located in Asagaya, Tokyo. If you're kicking it in Tokyo and you want to get your groove on, get your fade on, you better get your ass down to Gamuso. Gamuso is located in Asagaya. It's about 11 minutes from Shinjuku Station on the Chuo Line. Gamuso has weekly bands, weekly performances. And hell, if you got your own event and you want to hold it at Gamuso, we'd love to host you. So contact Gamuso at www.gamuso.com. That's www.gamuso.com. That's right. Gamuso has not only beers in the bottle, but beers on tap. We've got every drink you want, so come on down to Gamuso. Gamuso, and if I'm working, tip me. Hey, yo, what's up, baiters? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. And I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. 
Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks, but if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Prepper. Holy smokes, did I get loaded in that episode. And I don't apologize because, well, A, I'm Johnny, B, this has got fitted Japan, and C, that's what you're paying for. You want to see us get fitted and read the weird and wacky news, which we actually didn't do in this episode, but you got something better. You got something more interesting. You got Subaido Man. Did I say it right? Subaido Man. Tsutsubai. I will never ever be able to pronunciate that. Tsutsubaita man. I mean, saying it the way you're supposed to say it is like saying it completely incorrect. It just my mouth just won't go for it. My mouth just won't go for it. You know, it's like it's like eating food you don't like. You know, it's in front of you, you're hungry, and you're like your mouth just doesn't open up just for you to put it in. It doesn't matter how hungry you are. It doesn't matter. I don't like popcorn. I'll never eat popcorn. Unless it's caramel. Caramel popcorn, that's okay. But anyway, we did the Tsubaido Man episode, and Johnny was faded, as Johnny should be when Johnny does this podcast for you, because it's got faded Japan. Uh, and, um, well, another reason why it got so faded is because, well, our leader and prime minister, Shinzo Abe, announced this morning that Tokyo and Osaka is in a state of emergency. Technically, he should have said this about a month and a half ago, but, but, but that's okay. That's okay. He said it now, you know, better late than ever. And, um, I kind of freaked out a little bit, just a little bit. I I freaked out a little bit. He said it was a state of emergency and, you know, he's encouraging a lot of places to close for a while. And of course, supermarkets are going to be open, but I was worried about liquor stores because Japan has a lot of amazing liquor stores. Our sponsor, Mitsuya Liquor, has a lot of amazing international and domestic bottles of booze. So Johnny had to make sure that he got his cut. So what I did was during the show, I drank all the whiskey that I had left. And I only had like maybe a tenth of a bottle, I think. But anyway, that was the only way I could justify it to myself for me to leave the premises Go outside into the the poisonous wastelands and get a couple of bottles of the good stuff. So I decided to finish off that bottle of whiskey. It was polished off the moment the show started, basically. And, um, well, once I did that, uh, I decided it was time to fucking hit the streets. And, um, yeah, after the show, I went to the liquor store and I bought two bottles of vodka, one bottle of rum, one bottle of whiskey, and a bottle of, uh, what else did I get? Uh, Five bottles of tonic and one bottle of gin that's right oh plus two limes you gotta buy limes you gotta buy limes and they're actually cheaper at the liquor store too believe it or not isn't that weird how can they be cheaper at the liquor store you would think that they'd be cheaper at the supermarket but they're not why is that eh go figure who cares but anyway so i replenished my liquor cabinet and um yeah tonight i'm going to sample a couple of the uh beverages i think i'm gonna have an old-fashioned I'm not being trendy or anything. It's just I I saw this whiskey documentary on YouTube, and I thought it was kind of cool. So I was like, ah, you know what? I think about I think I'm gonna go with whiskey. I mean, I started off with whiskey. I think I'm gonna finish off with whiskey. You can never go wrong with whiskey. You can go wrong with tequila. You can go wrong with vodka, gin. Eh, most chances you're gonna be fine. But whiskey, you know, you sip it, you drink it, you mix it. It's gonna be great, especially the whiskey I got. The whiskey I got is uh, Centauri whiskey, and Centauri whiskey is all of the above. You can do anything you want with Centauri. Centauri's amazing. You know, I mean, if Budweiser is the quote quote king of beers, I would say that Centauri is the quote quote king of whiskeys. In Japan, at least. In Japan. Wait, no, I take that back. Wait, wait, backpedal, backpedal, backpedal. Ichiro's malt is the best whiskey, hands down. But when it comes to mixing, drinking, drinking straight, adding water, adding ice, adding doing whatever you want, I mean, fucking doing whatever you want with the whiskey, Centauri is the better choice. I mean, when it comes to Ichiro's malt, it's a 
it's, it's a premium whiskey. I mean, you, you can't even fuck with it. It's, it's amazing. It's top shelf. If there's a top shelf for the top shelf, each of those malt is up on that motherfucker, right? And the thing is, each of those malt, you can't mix it. That is sacrilegious. A adding water, mm, a little bit to open it up, I guess that's okay. Adding ice, eh, you can if you want to. But each of those malt, that's like drinking solid gold. Seriously. But, uh, yeah, Centauri, you can do whatever you want with it. And that's why I like it. And it's cheap. It's like 10 bucks a bottle. Well, I guess with the uh, the price difference, it's like $9 a bottle. And it's a pretty nice bottle. I think they call it the Kraken. But anyway, so that's what I did. I had to drink all the whiskey in my place before I could replenish the liquor cabinet. Oh, boy. And I was running pretty dry for a while. And I think it's uh, about time for a drink. What do you think? Are you going to drink with me? Huh? 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 Well, you should. <laughs> oh, faders. Thank you very much for tuning into this very special episode of Got Faded Japan. In a couple of days, we are going to do the all news episode. I think we have eight articles. So there's going to be no bullshit, no fucking around. We're just going to jump into it and we're going to read the weird, bizarre, and twisted news of Japan. And there's actually quite a few amazing stories. The, the news has been kind of interesting these days because the news is all about coronavirus. Virus, coronavirus, coronavirus. Every time I, I look at Facebook or Instagram or fucking I turn on the American news, the British news, BBC, I turn on the Japanese news, all it is is the coronavirus and I'm sick of it. I'm so sick of it. Johnny's sick of this news. So what we're going to do is we're going to do 100% of Japan's best news and it's going to be the sick, the weird, the twisted, the bizarre and nothing at absolutely nothing is going to be involved with the coronavirus. I shit you not, faders. And if on an off chance it is, it's going to be hysterical, okay? If it's a hysterical story and we can't pass it up, it's going to be it's going to be amazing. If it's involved with the coronavirus. Well, on that note, we're going to see you on Wednesday. And faders, thank you very much for tuning in to this episode of Got Faded Japan. Please sign up for the Patreon. we got tons of stuff on the Patreon. We're going to continue adding pre-show, pre-show riffraff, after-show drinking, uh, bonus shows, bonus interviews, this, that, and all of the above on the Patreon. It's like five bucks, and it really, really helps us out. I mean, if you can spare five bucks, that's great. If you can't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Um, we're doing the show for you, and that's the most important thing uh, because we love doing the show, and we love supporting you. So if you can't, if you can't give us, uh, if you can't support us on the uh, Patreon, definitely go to the iTunes and give us a five-star review and write something groovy. It takes two seconds, and it really does mean a lot. It, it kind of pushes us up there in the numbers and stuff and gives us a little bit more exposure and that's totally groovy so thank you very much if you do that thank you for i say thank you very much all the time i gotta start saying fuck you i'm too much of a nice guy thank you very much and fuck you <laughs> that's terrible that's terrible johnny anyway faders will definitely see you in a couple of days and um oh yes yes the end of the show track is once again and this is the last one by dj shk and the title of this track is delirium mood delirium mood enjoy and fade on peace
brother a goddamn shit something vampire. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. God, the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! You sure I should do this, man? We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass! Your move, creep. Oh, man. I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.